On today's show, as another year draws to a close, let's make sure our retirement plan's ready for the new year. Welcome in to Sound Path Through Retirement with Ben Koval and Matt Leibarker. Well, hi there. Welcome to the show. The show is Sound Path Through Retirement. I'm Gary Nolan, your consumer advocate, here to help you take charge of your money. Ben Koval, Matt Leiberger, they have helped hundreds of clients achieve their financial retirement goals over the years. They're both fiduciaries, which means by law have to have the best interest of their clients. Very important distinction when you are looking for a financial advisor each week on the show. We talk about things that we know that you, retirees or pre-retirees, are vitally interested, whether it's wealth accumulation strategies, asset protection long-term care strategies, tax minimization strategies, Social Security, and so much more. So let's get the conversation going. Let's uh, welcome Ben and Matt in. Hey, guys, how are we doing today? Hey, doing good, Gary. Hey, Gary, how's it going? Good. How's their Christmas shopping coming? Doing okay? Oh, no. man. <laughs> <laughs> I should probably get on that one. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, you know, it's only December 2nd. we got a little it's, bit of time left. It's not Christmas Eve yet, so yeah. I'm doing well. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. So a uh, little advice. Uh, head to the nearest liquor store if you want to get me something nice. So there we go. Okay. <laughs> so I'm thinking I might show the kids Jingle All the Way this year. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so we watch, you know, every year we do on the weekends, we'll do a, a family movie night. Sure. And so I've, I've showed them like the santa claus which oh. is a very disturbing movie it is yes yeah you know, as i watch it as an adult go oh there's a lot going on here <laughs> and actually the good guy is the new husband yeah i know and anyway so we watched that you know the home alone sure. all, all that course. stuff but that, we haven't yeah. done jingle yeah. all the way with arnold schwarzenegger so i think i might is, is that is that on the docket i think i might i might force that one down they're uh, just right. talking like about that. christmas eve shopping yeah. uh, i just want to say for the record for the record yes sir die hard is a christmas of course <laughs> it is <laughs> Okay, we'll go. We'll look There's along not with a that. debate on yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, Jingle All the Way recorded a, a video at uh, Mall of America, which I spent like many 12 years in Minneapolis area. So, yeah, I'm very, oh, there you go. very familiar right. with that. Uh, but, you know, do not show the kids Bad Santa. Uh-uh, that's not a good movie for the kids. <laughs> that's, that's Fun movie, one. Billy Bob Thornton, and but no, not for the kids. All right, there's your holiday movie tip for the week. <laughs> Let's get into the show. <laughs> uh, the holidays are upon us, and that means it's time to make sure you've tied up all the loose ends before we welcome in the brand new year. 2024. Now we're going to put together some things you should be aware of. Make sure you do before the end of the year. I'll start with the first one. You guys can roll through these. We've got a bunch of these. Contribute to your 401k plan. Why not? Yeah, we got to make sure that you're putting all of the at least match that a 401k is available for the end of the year. Also might want to consider transitioning to a Roth, a Roth 401k, if that's available. Uh, this also kind of goes into next year. So a lot of times you can set with your HR the ability to increase automatically your retirement contributions by, let's say, 1%. And that's typically what we recommend. So if you're at 6% saving, go to 7% next year, and you will hardly notice the difference, especially when it comes to inflation adjustments and pay raises, bonuses, that type of thing. And then the next year, do it another 1% and just keep on incrementally going 1% more savings every year. And it will have you know pay dividends at the at the end of the day when it comes to retirement. Yeah, set it and forget it, right? Right. Absolutely. Uh, the other thing you want to be aware of uh, before the end of the year is for those of you that have those lovely RMDs, required minimum distributions, um, make sure that uh, that is taken before December 31st. Uh, for every year, you know, as of right now, after age 73, or if you're already taking them. Well, you need to make sure that you get that started soon. So yeah, you have to start the process. A lot of times RMDs need to be processing by like December 15th so that you don't run, you know, bleed into the next year. So make sure that you have all that game planned in. And if you've already taken the money out, then great. But just you know, double check that you don't want to get penalized with the required minimum distributions. 
So, you know, make sure that's on the docket. 25% penalty as it used to be 50%. It used to, yeah, it's better. 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 Much better. Yes. (laughs) Still bad, but much better. Taxes on the whole thing. (laughs) So, there's that. Um, Next one is uh, you can look at donating some IRA distributions to charity. So, if you are over the age of 73, you can avoid paying income tax on part or all of the required distributions that you have. If you directly transfer that IRA withdrawal to a qualified charity, uh, IRA charitable contribution of up to 100000 can also be used to satisfy the minimum distribution requirement. So you can donate those RMDs, never have it hit your tax re- record, never have it hit your bank account, and then don't need to worry about it. So this is for those lucky few who have significant amount of money and go, I just don't know what to do with all this. I don't want to pay tax. Donate it to your favorite charity, your church, whoever it is. Yeah, I was going to say, I have some clients that uh, their RMDs are set up for their churches. Yeah, automatic tithing. Automatic tithing, yep. Yeah. Uh, Another one is, uh, some people don't know this, the time uh, that you have, the time a lot for contributing to your IRA. So where 401k contributions are generally due by the end of the calendar year, you actually have until April 15th, until tax day uh, of 2024 to make IRA contributions that will qualify for tax deductions in 2023. So if you're making it to to the end of the year to see exactly where you fall within your earnings to see what you can contribute, uh, just know you have till tax day. So if you miss it by the 31st, just make sure you do it before April 15th. All right. Great tips, guys. Let me remind everybody the show is Sound Path Through Retirement. I'm Gary Nolan, your consumer advocate. Want to thank you for joining us. Spending your Saturday morning with us right here at 97.3 Cairo News Radio. Want to give you the phone number. Get on the calendar. Get yourself all set up with that comprehensive plan. Want some peace of mind when you move into retirement? Pick up the phone. Punch these numbers in. 877-249-6900. The folks at SoundPath Retirement Strategies standing by, ready for your phone call, 877-249-6900. Failed to mention that the GaryNolan.org charity is available for <laughs> Not a real charity. Not a real charity. It's not even it's a not, book. I, no. I've already given twice this year. Yeah, yeah, you've been scammed. <laughs> what? Yeah, I know. Isn't that terrible? Yeah. No, folks, we're just joking. Do not send me money. Please do not. I get a lot of trouble here with my boss and everything else. All right, so we're continuing. Let's see. We talked about contributing to your 401 plan, taking the minimum distribution, donating to your IRA, and more time for IRA contributions. How about this one? Consider tax mitigating strategies. What is that all about? Yeah, so the next couple are actually tax related. So let's talk first about what non-qualified tax mitigating strategies are. So this is usually with a taxable account. So you had money that you invested in stocks over the last handful of years, whatever the case is. Now, what you can do is something called tax harvesting. Now, this is where you take a look at your overall portfolio. You might have 10, 20, 400 stock positions. Look at where your gains and losses are for those accounts. You might have some accounts that have just done really poorly. If you look at things like real estate over the last couple of years, your REITs have done pretty poorly. Uh, Bond funds have done pretty bad. So if you look at things that have a loss, what you can do is you can use or harvest those losses to reset high capital gain exposed accounts. Let's say like Microsoft or Apple or Facebook, whoever it ends up being. So what you do is that you sell the stock that has a a loss in it, and you also sell the equivalent amount of gain in whatever position that you've got in, in the high gain side of things, and then reinvest in something materially similar, but not the same. So you can't you know, sell Microsoft stock and then immediately invest back into Microsoft stock. That's what's called a wash sale. And it means that you do not get to take the loss. You only have to, you only get to pay on the gain, which sounds Mm -hmm. like a great deal for the IRS. Yeah. 
Uh, but this was brought into pass and man, number of years ago for people who would sell on the 31st of December and then buy January 1st. Mm -hmm. And so it was to, it was tax avoidance type thing. So what you can do is I'll give you an example. So there's two really big uh, semiconductor companies out there, NVIDIA and um, AMD. They both create graphics cards. This is big for AI. This is big for cryptocurrencies, all that stuff. So if you have a big position in NVIDIA and it's got some gain, well, then when you sell the NVIDIA, don't buy it again, buy AMD you have a very, very similar exposure. You have to wait 30 days. After 30 days, you can sell your AMD and go back into NVIDIA. Perfectly fine. Yeah. So tax harvesting is looking at that gain and loss and then starting to reset cost basis and then uh, mitigating overall taxation that you'll see in the future. Yeah. And uh, another thing, this doesn't really have to do with tax efficiency now, but something to think about tax efficiency in the future. As you're approaching the end of the year, uh, if you have some you know, post-tax dollars sitting around, um, and if you consider funding a Roth IRA, or if you have one, you haven't fully funded it, consider fully funding it. Uh, maybe purchase some cash value life insurance, something that you're doing for post-tax dollars today, but that can really help you with tax efficiency in the future. Yeah. And you know, all this comes down to is making sure that you have an overall plan. That's structured. You know, Matt and I are going through these really hip you know, topics as you get to the end of the year. But the truth is, is that all of this relates down to what your plan is going to look like in the long term or in the future. And as anyone who's listened to our show knows that Matt and I preach plan. It's all about structuring what your retirement is going to look like and focusing on how the income is going to structure to you, what the tax is going to look like and what type of income strategy that you want to put into place. So if you're actually getting close to retirement, if you're within five, 10 years of retirement or you're currently retired and you're reading through this list that we're, you know, that we're talking about going, well, you know, some of this makes sense, but I don't even know where to start. I don't know where to start with a tax strategy. How do I do tax harvest? What about the Roth side of things? Then Matt and I always leave a handful of spots open during these radio shows to have complimentary meetings with our listeners. So if that's you and you want to have a sit down where somebody's going to give you a second opinion on where you are or what you might need to do, especially as we get towards the end of the year, shoot us a call. Get on our calendar. We can do it remote or in person. Now, you're not going to get somebody answering the phone. I don't have the back office staff working here on the weekends, but you'll get a call first thing on Monday to get you scheduled for either Matt or I's calendar. It's one of us. It is not going to be one of the other employees. So shoot us a call, leave us a message. We'll call you back Monday and get you squared away. All right. Great advice. Here's that phone number, 877-249-6900. Leave your name and number. Someone will get back to you first thing on Monday morning. The only people working today are Matt and I, and we're getting double time, so we're pretty happy about that. Um, <laughs> ben doesn't know that yet. Anyway, this is your chance to benefit from a personalized retirement plan. Call right now. We still have a limited number of availabilities on our calendar this week. And remember, the consultation is offered at no cost or no obligation. Seriously, folks, what are you waiting for? You really deserve a more confident plan to retire. You want to be stress-free. You want peace of mind, which is not just a song from 1976 by the group Boston, Peace of Mind. Look it up. Google it. 877-249-6900. Uh, <laughs> get on their calendar. Get yourself set up with a plan. And that's where it all starts. You need that plan as you move forward into retirement. 877-249-6900. Call right now and leave your name and number. Get back to your first thing on Monday morning. All right, guys, we're going to take a short break. Be back with more of Sound Path for Retirement with Ben and Matt. What's up next, guys? Yeah, we'll be sticking with out with the old and with the new theme. When we come back, we'll highlight five changes to Social Security coming in 2024 that will impact retirees. Welcome back to the show. Thank you for joining us, spending part of your weekend with us. Your Saturday morning with us right here, 97.3 Cairo News Radio. I'm Gary Nolan, your consumer advocate. With me, Ben Koval, Matt Lieberger. The show is Sound Path to Retirement with us each week at this time. 
little bit later in this uh, segment. Going to give you the phone number, get you on the calendar, get yourself set up with a great plan for retirement. You need that plan when you're moving forward. And Ben and Matt are going to talk about some things that are affecting you and could be affecting you as you move to retirement. Over 71 million people rely on Social Security benefits, making any tweaks to the program. Uh, becomes pretty big news. Now, this year, the cost of living adjustment isn't high as last year. It was amazing. It was 8.7%, which was the largest in, like, what, 40 years? Still, mm-hmm. a little extra cash is uh, great for fixed income. So let's talk about that COLA for next year, guys. Let's start out with that. Yeah, for those who don't know, every year, the Social Security Administration announces a COLA, which stands for Cost of Living Adjustment. Uh, since 1975, uh, the administration's been linking these with the Consumer Price Index for urban wage uh, wage earners and clerical workers is just known as the, the CPIW. So they basically look at uh, what that CPIW is in Q3 of the previous year to Q3 of the current year. And they take that and they announce the the raise, if you will, that everyone will be getting uh, come January. So yeah, last year everyone got an 8.7% bump. Uh, of course, that was because of the crazy inflation we've been dealing with. Right. So it's nice to actually see inflation coming down. If you've wondered if inflation has been coming down, just look at this coming year's COLA. So uh, what they've announced is that uh, benefit checks will get a bump of 3.2% come January. So, yeah, that, that's, that's nice for all of us to hear. And uh, and not all of that's getting sucked up this year by Medicare. I think we'll talk about that here in a second. So. Yeah. So 3.2 adjustment is better than what the average has been. The average for the past you know, 20 or 30 years has been more closer to you know under 2%. Yeah. So still um, not too bad, but we're still dealing with inflation. And, we are. You know, other issues that retirees have are things like medical inflation tends to go higher than mm-hmm. consumer inflation, mm-hmm. uh, you know, other concerns. Now, another thing related to Social Security, if you're working, is that the maximum earning subject to Social Security taxes has gone up. So it was $160,200. So this is how much of your wages get taxed to go into the social security system. Sometimes people think, well, isn't it just a you know flat percentage? Well, no. After $160,000, there's no more tax on social security. So mm-hmm. the you know, worker gets a quote unquote pay raise. Now, of course, if you are putting that much into social security, making more than that, you're never going to get anywhere near the amount you put in back. Mm-hmm. So it's not like it's necessarily a benefit. But that's also going up, and it typically goes up at the same rate that they have the cost of living adjustment go up. So it's now going into 2024, going to be heading into 168600 Yeah. Now, honestly, kind of as a side note, this is probably going to be the thing that gets addressed when Social Security starts to run into solvency issues here in the early 2030s is likely this amount that gets taxed is probably going to start to skyrocket up. At least that's what they did in the 80s. So if they follow the same playbook, which if we know anything by the government, they typically don't want to innovate. They'll do something that they've (laughs) done before. And so that's what we'll see is likely higher wages. Now, yeah. nobody knows for sure, but that's my guess. Yeah. No, I, if I were a betting man, I'd say you're right. Uh, the other thing that is going up that's set, into, uh, set to increase is the maximum social security benefit. So this has been anticipated for a while. Uh, the top social security benefit uh, was, at least as of this year, 3,627. Uh, starting next year, uh, you can get up to 3,822. Now, when I say up to just remember, yeah. this is talking about, quote unquote, full retirement age. So if you're born after 1960, this is at age 67. So it's not the max. It's amount, not the max. Even though they say it's the max amount. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's 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 interesting. If, if you draw before 67 or full retirement age, of course, you'll get less. And if you wait longer, you can get more all the way up to age 70. Let that tick up a little bit and, and get a bonus there. So. All right. 
let me ask you guys something, So just so I understand, our listeners understand. So when they figure out your Social Security, they take the 35 years, your highest earning years, and they figure that out and calculate it, and that's what you're going to get. I, I'd never idea that, I had no idea there was a maximum on that, regardless of how much money you made in those 35 years, or am I missing the point correct. here, guys? Yeah, that, that's correct. So if you made $400,000 in a year, well, the only number that's coming for you is that 160, you know, whatever that top limit was. Yeah. And then later when you uh, cash in your benefits, there's the maximum on that benefit as well. So if you've contributed more than anybody else, you know, yep. you still might be getting the same amount as, you know, your next richest neighbor. Well, that's not fair. <laughs> let's, talk about, let's talk about that. No, we can't not talk about that. We are going to talk about the fact that you can get a hold of Ben and Matt and get on their calendar, get yourself all set up with a comprehensive plan, that complete plan. You deserve a, a confident plan to retire. You know, you really want to be stress-free. You really want peace of mind when you move into retirement. And that number is 877-249-6900, 877 Folks at Soundpath Retirement Strategies, get back to you first thing on Monday morning. Let's continue the conversation now. We talked about the COLA. We talked about uh, the maximum ta- taxable earnings. And uh, what else do we have? All right. So the next one is adjustments to how much they're going to uh, essentially penalize you for working. So Social Security, once you hit full retirement age, if you're drawing Social Security and working, then no problem. You can draw the entire amount of your Social Security. You'll, of course, be taxed, but you can draw it without any penalty. Now, if you draw Social Security at 62 and you are working and you make over a certain dollar amount, then you are going to be penalized on your Social Security. If you are doing that, making over, let's say, $22,000 annually, in 2024, then the Social Security penalty is $1 for every $2 you earn above that limit. Mm -hmm. So it it could be a pretty stiff penalty. Now, this doesn't last forever. It will go away once you hit full retirement age. This isn't full retirement age year. This is actual full retirement age. So if you are 66 years and eight months and that ends up falling on a September, well, then it's at September of that year that you'd be able to then reclaim the entire entirety of your benefit. Now, this is kind of a weird one too, because the amount of money that they quote unquote penalize you for does come back to you at full retirement age, but it's less while you're working. So plate that into a consideration, both on what your tax structure is going to look like and what your income cash flow is going to be. But here's the other side of this. It's very likely if you're still working, you probably shouldn't be drawing Social Security. So I'll give you an example based on some of the the previous things that we were talking about. When Social Security is delayed from age 62 to full retirement age, it grows at about 5% per year. From full retirement age to 70, it grows at about 8% per year. So when we had inflation of 8% last year, delaying your Social Security gave you up to a 16% 16% guaranteed increase. There's not very many investments that guarantee that type of growth yeah. because it is inflation adjusted. And that's the other side of this is as you delay that 5% or that 8%, it is also going to be the number that is compounding higher on a cost of living adjustment. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to the full length of your retirement, which you know God willing is decades long, then the higher number that we can start on with a compounding inflation metric will drastically outpace the shorter. So if you have wages that are covering your income, then likely just view Social Security as an investment tool here. Yeah, especially if you're going to 
earn too much and $1 for every $2 you earn is going to be held back to later in life. Well, then just hold your social security to later in anyway. life yeah. and, 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 let, and let, let it grow. So, uh, you know, the last one I want to cover is uh, Medicare Part B premiums are increasing. So uh, something to know while social security and Medicare are, of course, different programs, most retirees participate in both and many have their uh, Medicare Part B premiums automatically deducted from their social security check. So um, it, it was... Uh, $164.90 this year. Next year, it is going up to $174.70 uh, in 2024. Now, I do want to say, if you do the math and you take that increase and you look at 3.2%, 3.2% uh, is is not quite there. So it's it's not taking all of your increase. You are still getting a, you know, a, a raise this year with the COLA. So that, that's good news. But the bottom line is there's a lot of changes. And uh, the ones that we've gone over today are things that are greatly going to benefit everybody. So uh, if, you know, like Ben said earlier, if these questions have sparked uh, more questions in your mind and you're you're tackling the social security question, you think, okay, I'm getting ready to retire. I'm coming close to 65. I got to start thinking about uh, social security. I, I, with, I've held off since 62. How much longer should I hold off? Uh, give us a call. Come sit down. We, part of our planning is we brainstorm for you in particular, uh, a social security strategy. What's best for you? It, it's not a cookie cutter. Ben's right. Often, if you're still working, why are you pulling? But other times you're not working, you need it for income, maybe health's an issue. We look at that. Uh, we don't just simply give a, a flat age and, and tell you that's the answer for everybody. So uh, we always leave 10 spots open for all of our listeners to come in, sit down with Ben or myself. It's completely complimentary. We try to get rid of all the uh, professional jargon and make things as clear as possible for you. So if you want to sit down and begin to see what your life could look like in retirement, give us a call. We look forward to sitting down with you. All right. Great advice, Matt. You know, as you guys are speaking, reminds me of how complicated this can be. Social security can be extremely complicated. And as you learn from listening to Ben and Matt, if you don't do it right, you could cost yourself thousands of thousands of dollars over the years. That's why you need a strategy. You need a plan. You need that plan put together by Ben and Matt. Benefit from a personalized retirement plan. Call right now. We still have a limited number of availabilities on our calendar this week. And remember, the consultation is offered at no cost or no obligation. 877-249-6900. You deserve a more confident plan to retire. You want to be stress-free. You want peace of mind as you move into retirement. That's the a big thing, but you need that plan. Got to get that plan. It's the first thing you need to do. Here's that number, 877-249-6900. Do it right now while you're thinking about it. Take a short break. Be back with more of Sound Path to Retirement with Ben and Matt in just a moment. What's up next, guys? So retirement's finally here, and it's nonstop vacation. Or is it? When we come back, the pitfalls of retirement and how to avoid them. the show. The show is Sound Path to Retirement. I'm your consumer advocate, Gary Nolan. Back with us to help you take charge of your money is Ben Colwell and Matt Lieberger. Thank you for joining us, spending part of your weekend with us, your Saturday with us here at 97.3 Cairo News Radio. Right after the show, Ben and Matt are going a little holiday shopping, you know, get these things going here. Come on, a <laughs> couple of weeks to go. 
They're all set now. You guys aren't ready yet for Christmas, are you? Mm-hmm. No, not, not not quite. Yeah, me neither. But, you so, know. Yeah, it, but we'll get there. It's it really, sneaks up on you. Yeah, you know? it really does. Absolutely. What happened to Thanksgiving? Just can't believe that's over. <laughs> all right, so we're going to continue the conversation here on the show, and we're going to talk about how we uh, look forward to retirement as a rewarding and pleasurable time in our lives. You know, most of us, right? Uh, but there are going to be occasions when reality does not really measure, measure up to the dream. And here's to what to watch out for. And uh, what to do about it. More of a, uh, I guess, a look at retirement through the lenses of lifestyle as opposed to uh, financial. But but these are things that are really important that affect your life in retirement. So, guys, I'm going to start out with the first one because it, it can happen to a lot of people. You get bored. You're not doing that 9 to 5 Monday through Friday thing anymore, you know? Well, here's what I find is that these questions are typically the concerns that we'll have clients express to us before they're retired it's very rarely what actually occurs at retirement. Uh, now it can, and it it has happened before, but this is more of a client will come to us and say, yeah, I know I have enough money to retire, but I mean, I'll just be bored if I retire. Mm-hmm. Like, well, not, not necessarily, you know, when it comes to retirement, the best way that I was, that I've had it described to me from a client was when they were starting their career, they went to college, they got a degree, and then they ended up getting a job and it gave them the lay of the land and they had some time it took till they got comfortable with it. And then eventually they got to where they were the expert in it. Now, they didn't just start off in their career without any background, knowledge or time and just, yep, I know exactly what I'm doing and I'm, I'm perfect at it. It took time. Same thing with retirement. When you retire, the first little bit, you're not going to know what you're doing. And, and you're going to, here's the big issue that I typically see is people with a very strong work ethic feel like they are wasting away. They'll say, okay, well, if I don't have somewhere to go or something to do, then, you know, I, I, I feel guilty. Like uh, what, what's, what's that? And that's not really what retirement's going to be about. I usually say it's not sitting on the couch, eating Cinnabons and watching, you know, daytime television. What? It, it certainly could be. Could be. <laughs> it certainly could be. That's a very cheap way to, to structure your retirement. You're talking about my dream. You're talking about my dream. <laughs> but more often retirement is about replacing what you have to do with what you want to do or something that's more personally fulfilling. So for example, a lot of times clients will retire from their profession and then they'll become teachers. They'll become volunteers. They will do nonprofit work. They'll do things that they feel significantly more satisfied with. And especially if you're retiring young, if you're retiring in your forties or fifties, then yeah, you've got a lot of time here and you're probably not just going to be content sleeping in and, uh, you know, going to the movies every day. So the, the board element of it is temporary as you fit into what this next step of your life is. And, and that becomes more satisfying typically for clients. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something I've, I've heard from clients who have retired and they're giving me some feedback is like you said, it's not that they're bored. They actually do find themselves pretty busy, but the issue is that they're just not really satisfied with the, with the busy work they're doing. And so they're finding ways of, of filling that time with the right thing. It's kind of like what you're talking about. So right. often there's kind of this, kind of this rough period, you know, where you kind of just feel like you're drifting at first. And j- just remember that retirement really isn't exactly a vacation. You do have to, you do have to perform routine activities, right? You got to cook your meals. You got to pay your bills. You got to, you know, watch Ben's kids if you're his parents. I'm just <laughs> if, if you're out there listening, you know who you are. Oh, um, no, but uh, but but over time, 
you will find the things that do satisfy you. So just get past that uh, that routine moment. Yeah, Ben doesn't want me watching his kids, by the way. I'll let you know right now, probably. But, you know, in all, in, in all seriousness... I think we should talk to Gary's kids, see what he thinks about Wolf. Yeah, that would be really helpful for everybody, I'm sure. But, but seriously, you know, look, I'm a baby boomer, and f- quite frankly, I'll be honest with you guys, it scares me a little bit because as a, as a radio professional, almost, you know, 40-plus years, um, you know, Guys in particular, not that women don't do this too, but we, we define ourselves with what would they do? You know, like, you know, I'm a radio professional. You know, that's why I've been in this business for like a long time. That's what I do. And, you know, it gets to the next point that, you know, you don't know what to say when you're asked about, you know, what are you doing? Well, I'm retired. What does that mean? You know, it, it's, it, it's, uh, it can be difficult for a lot of people. Am I right? Well, and it, it feels like not the right answer to give. Mm-hmm. You know, when they're asking, what do you do? Say, oh. Well, I'm retired. Mm-hmm. It, you know, it's like almost embarrassed by it, right? right? It, it, embarrassed. It's because, almost saying you don't have a job. Yeah, like right. you're not you, doing anything. And if you've worked hard your whole life, you never want to say that right. generally. Well, right. and what's the follow up? So if you say, "Oh, I'm retired," oh, okay, so that's nice. Uh, wake up at eleven, to, you know. And so yeah. people don't like that type of <laughs> I know. that type of mantra, and 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 I get it. Um, and so it it, it fill it, you fill space. You know, you don't need to worry about what to say here because the the answer is I'm doing something more fulfilling. Right. And so you don't have to say, I'm, well, I sit on the couch all day. Right. Mm-hmm. So when people ask you, what do you do? I say, Oh, well, I've, I've been getting into gardening. Yeah. You know, I've, I'm volunteering at so-and-so, right. I'm watching kids, mm-hmm. I, you know, whatever it might be. And, and that becomes part of what that conversation is, but right. we're so this whole country is so involved with your identity as what you do for a living. Right. And that's, yeah. That's not really what it should be. Yeah, yeah. no, absolutely. Yeah. I did want to remind everybody, I forgot to jump in and tell you this, uh, tell our friends and listeners that the show is Sound Path to Retirement. I'm Gary Nolan, your consumer advocate with me, Ben Koval, Matt Lieberger. Phone number to get on their calendar, get yourself all set up with that comprehensive plan for retirement, 877-249-6900, 877-249-6900. Do it now when you're thinking about it. And we're shifting away from the uh, financial to more of a behavioral when it comes to retirement, because this is a big part of it, too. So we want to make sure we don't gloss over this. So, uh, you know, we talked about what uh, you don't know what to say. Uh, how about when you wind up? I bet you this happens a lot. You get calls all the time saying, hey, can you go do this? Can you go pick up the kids? Can you pick up the dog at the kennel? <laughs> uh, you run around errands for everybody. Am I right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Once everyone realizes you don't have a nine to five, well, then yeah. you must have all the time in the world absolutely. on your hands. Sure. So, yeah, watch the kids. Can you go pick this up for me? Uh, I find some people that will come in for their, you know, for a meeting throughout the year that we're just checking up on how their plan is doing. And, and they'll just say, uh, gosh, like uh, I'm doing so much now for other people. I don't know how I ever had time to work back in the day. Like my retirement is so busy with that. Uh, hopefully that gives you some kind of a level of, of enjoyment. You're doing things for the people you care about. At the same time, don't be scared. Don't be scared to start to set a little bit of parameters for yourself, too. Right, right. Well, and the other side of this is the world's changed when you retire. So it's not, you know, you're not getting up and you're not interacting the way that you were before. You're interacting with your spouse or. Yeah. You're not seeing all your friends from work every single day. Right. Right. Assuming you like your coworkers. Assuming you have friends at work. (laughs) (laughs) They're they're coworkers. Yes. Structure. Anyway, that social interaction can can make, make it be pretty lonely. It can make retirement isolating. And well, there's an example of the guy who created the game Minecraft. Anybody with kids, grandkids probably oh, yeah. knows what this game is. It's mm-hmm. it's adult Legos or it's it's you know, bigger <laughs> kid Legos. I, I don't get it, but my kids love it. 
and they he ended up selling the game for a whole lot of money so he retired and he was giving an interview and he said retirement's horrible because of course he was really young and he's like nobody else is retired mm-hmm. so nobody wants to do anything with me because they have to go to work yeah <laughs> right <laughs> and that's it's true with retirement is that you you have to open yourself up to new experiences now, a lot of times your friends will be similar age or similar positions. And so hopefully you can set up trips and you know, other experiences with them. But also there's nothing wrong with going off branching and doing your own thing based on what's feel- what's most fulfilling for you. So again, keep it on that same track of like gardening. You really like gardening? Well, go to a gardening club. You know, and you'll meet friends there with like interests. So there mm-hmm. are ways that you can end up creating new friends with different experiences in retirement. And Retirement is really the spot for you to be able to open your, yourself up to the things you really wanted to do but never had the time to. Yeah. That's really what retirement should be about is the fulfilling part of your life. Yeah, I, I uh, you're talking about someone retiring early and not having any friends to hang out with. There's been this ongoing saying with me and all my friends that uh, if anyone wins the mega millions, we're just going to, of course, or Powerball, whatever, we're going to have to make all of our friends multimillionaires too, because it would be boring if no one would go on vacations <laughs> with you or do anything. So I just want to say that, Ben, that's uh, a lot of gifting. In tax. case you win the Powerball, maybe you want to. Uh, <laughs> I think we're friends now. Well, you know what I've been told is that you actually have to play it to win it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gary and I take care of us. (laughs) Okay, yeah, please. Uh, You know, uh, one one other thing that I hear sometimes, and and it's funny because we joke about Ben and I putting on a counseling hat. Um, Sometimes people sit down in our office and and it turns into counseling, and and we're fine with that. We're people. We're people persons. But uh, some some people say after a while they kind of feel like they're stuck in a rut. That maybe they did figure out what they wanted to do. Maybe they just wanted to play golf all day, right? And so they retired, and sure enough, they set the boundaries with their friends and family. They're out on the golf course. Now, I can't imagine this happening, but maybe at times they start to get a little bored of the golf. Uh, I would like to try that and see if it's possible. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, it's, you know, to stay interested in life, sometimes you just have to allow yourself to change your focus, interest, activities, uh, pick up something you've never done before. Right. Yeah. Give yourself the freedom and allow it to change. Well, and here's the thing is that all of this is stuff that might be the the mental hurdle of retirement, but there's a very real and scarier part of retirement, which is the financial elements of retirement. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's where Matt and I really focus on is creating what the plan looks like. So the financial elements don't need to be as big of a concern. And you can you know answer these questions of what am I doing with my time? How am I going to what's my retirement actually look like? What's it going to be? And so Matt and I always create structured retirement plans for clients and they go through five areas of retirement planning. We go through income planning because if the income doesn't work, the retirement doesn't work. We go through tax planning. How do we minimize taxes? Insurance planning will be conversations around long term care and life insurance and that type of thing. We'll talk through the estate. How does money go when you end up passing away? And then finally, we go through investments. How do we now invest to make the whole thing work? Now, those five areas are key to be able to create a financial structure that is consistent for your income, but also flexible enough to change when the world changes around you, when tax code change or life circumstances change. Now, if you haven't gone through those types of detailed conversations specifically around retirement, it's the time to do it. As you get within about 10 years of retirement, sit down and start going through, well, what does this actually look like for me financially? So that then we can take that and start talking, what does it mean? mentally and emotionally. Now, 
Matt and I always leave a handful of spots open for clients who want to sit down and actually have that conversation. What does the income look like in retirement based on what you've been able to save? We do it completely complimentary to give you more knowledge and more understanding of where you are and where you're looking to go. Now, when you shoot us a call, we're not going to have anybody answering the phone, so leave a message, but we will get back to you first thing Monday morning, get you on the calendar for Matt or myself, either remote or in person, whichever is most convenient to you. And we have offices both in Bellevue and Mount Lake Terrace, and we'll sit down and go through what does retirement financially mean to you. 877-249-6900. Like I said, the first step, sit down with Ben and Matt. Something we've been talking about resonates with you. You feel the need to get that second opinion. 877-249-6900. So I'm going to get back to you first thing on Monday morning. The folks at SoundPath Retirement Strategies, happy to get to you. Get on that calendar. Get yourself all set up with that plan as you move forward into retirement. 877-249-6900. Do it right now while you are thinking about it. Meantime, we're going to take a quick break. Be back with more of Sound Path for Retirement with Ben and Matt in just a moment. What's up next, guys? Time once again for questions from our listeners. That and more when we come right back. The show is Sound Path for Retirement. I'm your consumer advocate, Gary Nolan. I want to welcome you back. With me is Ben Koval, Matt Lieberger. They're here each week at this time to help you take charge of your money. Thank you for joining us, spending part of your weekend with us. 97.3 Cairo News Radio. Here we are the first week in December, and we have a great show so far, and we're going to get to the point where you guys, our listeners, you chime in and try to answer some questions for you. A little bit about Ben and Matt before we do that. They're both fiduciaries. By law, have to have the best interest of their clients. Very important distinction when you're looking for a financial advisor. We've talked a lot about Social Security. We've talked a lot about, you know, behavioral issues when you come dealing with retirement, income strategies, wealth accumulation, and so much more. So let's get to our questions that came in to us. Here we go. Dexter in Renton. I'm a dual citizen, British and U.S. I've lived and worked in the U.S. for nearly four years. I'm 61 years old at the moment. I have 14 credits for Social Security. I will continue in the next four years to make a total of 30 credits. Can I add Social Security credits after I'm 65 years old to make 40 credits by counting, by continuing to work these extra years? This is something I don't know anything about. I don't understand about credits and Social Security. Could you help Dexter and let our listeners know what what that's, uh, what does that mean too? Yeah, Dexter's referring to something we call DRCs, uh, delayed retirement credits. And so these are credits that you can use to increase the amount of your benefit. Uh, your ultimate benefit amount. So yeah, Dexter, you can earn credit for each month during the period, basically, you know, from 65 up to retirement, uh, full retirement age, of course, then even from full retirement age up to uh, age 70. Now, um, the, the key is when you begin to pull that retirement. So as long as you're waiting to pull, then you can continue to build up delayed retirement credits. How, how do the credits add up? How does that work exactly? Um, any idea? I it's based on how many quarters that you worked um, and paid into the social security system so every quarter could be a credit okay i got you i've never so heard of that it, it's why do they use these words why do they <laughs> make it confusing I, nobody knows and, and part of the issue with this too is if you call social security and ask them a question yeah. and then you hang up and ask call again and ask somebody different you'll get different answers <laughs> yeah. and so that. it's yeah it, yeah, yeah. It, right. it's rough all right well there you go all right dexter hope that helps in fact what you really should do is get on the calendar with ben and matt they can uh, work this all out for you in uh, in great detail and get you some peace of mind as you move uh, closer to retirement georgie and everett i'm retired have a portfolio 40 percent stock 60 percent bonds you U.S. and international index funds due to market volatility. 
I'm considering investing in an index annuity with 25 to 30% of my investment funds. Is the index annuity a good idea to include in my retirement portfolio? What do we have for Georgie in Everett? That's a good question. I'm assuming that, Georgie, you're listening to the income show that we did a couple weeks ago. We were talking about the different types and, and how it can structure. So not all annuities are created equal. Some annuities are really bad. Some annuities are just fine. And some of them are fine, but not great investment vehicles. So first thing that you're going to want to do is when it comes to fixed index annuities, the way that you're describing it is essentially a bond alternative, which is, in my opinion, the most appropriate way to use it. So instead of putting money into bond funds, which have done horrible the last couple of years, taking that money and putting it into a, a fixed index annuity where you have a percentage of the market growth, but no downside when the markets crash could be a great alternative. It's a higher growth metric, better inflation protection. The downside on this is that liquidity is going to play a factor, number one. So if you get into a fixed index annuity, it's going to be locked up for five, seven, ten years. Think of like a CD. If you get 10-year CD in place and you want to get out of it early, well, there's some level of penalty that you're going to have. So make sure that whatever annuities you're looking at, that it matches the time horizon and your structure for income with the rest of your portfolio. Now, you could always just ladder them and do a, an income ladder with CDs and, and fixed index annuities, and that's fine. But that's the other side of this is, again, these aren't created equal. So if you're getting pitched a fixed index annuity that's going to guarantee you a 40% bonus and then a 7% per year, it is not what you think it is. So I would highly recommend that you get a second opinion on whatever you're considering just to make sure that you know the ins and outs of it and not just being told what a, an insurance salesman is is trying to pitch you. These tend to be high commissionable products. So there are a, a certain dollar amount that's going to go to the advisor, which doesn't mean it's bad. It just means that there might be a conflict of interest here. So make sure that you are identifying that conflict and that it's it's clear on how they're going to be using those those placement fees or those commissions. So 25 to 30% might be reasonable. Again, make sure you're not locking yourself past what you need for income, uh, but it's likely going to outperform bond funds. Historically, it has if you get into the right types. Now, can you withdraw funds from an index annuity? So I read maybe up to 10%. Is that something that depends on the annuity? Am I right? It does depend on the annuity. So some of them are 7%, some are 5%, some are 10%, most of them are 10%. So yeah, you can draw some from it. Uh, now, how it relates to the growth will also depend. For some of these annuities, it's essentially meaning that the money was just sitting there. It doesn't have any growth factor attached to it. Other times you get a prorated growth factor. So again, not all these are created equal. So you can do free withdrawals, uh, but you're going to want to make sure that uh, you know what that means and how the growth is actually going to impact that. And the show is Sound Path to Retirement. I'm Gary Nolan, your consumer advocate. want to thank you for joining us, spending part of your weekend with us, your Saturday morning with us right here, 97.3 Cairo News Radio. Here's that number, 877-249-6900, 877-249-6900. And leave your name and number. Someone will get back to you first thing on Monday morning. Get yourself Set up with a comprehensive plan, 877-249-6900. Okay, here's one short and sweet from Paul in Redmond. How old should you be to get life insurance? Interesting question from Paul. 32 years and seven months. <laughs> Good answer. Great yeah. answer. I mean, it was a short and sweet question. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just to... Deserves a short and <laughs> no. sweet answer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, Paul, it is a good question. Um, there, there really is no predetermined age uh, when it when it it's the right time to get life insurance. So, uh, the, you know, there's different factors. And Paul, I'm not sure how old you are. I didn't see that in your question. But, you know, it, it really depends on here's the key with life insurance. The key with life insurance is are there people who right now depend on your salary or your income or, or, or money that you're bringing in 
that if you were gone, it would greatly affect their livelihoods? And if so, then uh, life insurance is something we can look at to to help protect those people when you're gone. So it's insuring against a, a premature death when someone's depending on you. So when you're younger, it might be because you have you know, a wife and young children at home and you just bought a home and you've got, you know, another, you know, you got 30 years on the mortgage and you think, yeah, if I passed away, how is this going to be taken care of? So somebody might go out and look at a term policy. Uh, you know, you might look at a whole life, you might look at a term. Some people will, will, will uh, I'll use term as an example. They'll look at a term and say, okay, I got 20 years left of my mortgage. And in 20 years, the house will be paid off. My kids will be over 18. And they won't be living with me. Gary's over there crying when yeah, I say I that. Am. <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, you know, so I just need to cover that time. And so people will do something to cover that time. And then afterwards, they uh, they, they they don't see the need. Uh, there are even policies where you can do a term where it. Uh, you know, it, it, it's cheaper because the benefit goes down over the years because your mortgage gets paid off more and more and more. And so you can save some monthly budget money to do something like that. Some people will even come to me and sit down at retirement and they'll look and say, OK, I've got this policy. I've been renewing it or maybe it's a life policy. And they say, uh, let's take let's keep with the term example. They'll say it's coming up for renewal again. Should I renew it? And first of all, they have a guaranteed renewability clause, which means, yes, they can renew it, but it's going to go up their monthly fee because they're older and right. we look and say well all your kids are gone your homes are paid off your wife sadly has already passed away you're single right now who are you trying to take care of if you if you pass away right so we we look at this and think well number one should you have it should you renew it and number two should you not so so this is part of our planning we do insurance planning as, as part of our holistic planning when you sit down with ben or myself all right, let's get to the final question here. This is a long question. Hang in there. Here we go. Andrew in Seattle, I just turned 59, earned $80,000 a year. My wife is 52, makes $50,000 a year. The only debt is $70,000 due on our house at 2.5%. would like to retire at 62. My 401k most likely have 300000 in it by then. Thinking about drawing down the entire 401k in eight years till I reach 70. Uh, along with some part-time work, maybe making $20,000 a year at 70, take max social security, 4,400 a month. My wife, 63, 1,600 a month combined $6,000 would be fine for her age. Does any of this seem like a bad idea? There's a a lot of moving parts here. (laughs) All right. There's a train A is leaving Chicago. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. 20 miles an hour. Andrew, you need to pick up the phone and call these guys, but go ahead. Uh, We've got a minute or so. Probably, but you know, if I'm, if I'm taking a look and reading this right, essentially what you're trying to do is drain down the entirety of your 401ks and your investable assets, delaying social security until 70, and then just riding social security train until you end up passing away. And here's the issue that you're going to see here is that 6,000 might be fine for you uh, with the combined social security at age 70. The thing is, at first, it's not going to be 6,000 a month equivalent because inflation is a little bit different, but hopefully social security will, will increase proportionally. But you're, you're losing significant amount of hedges. So if you don't have any other investment assets, then if inflation really skyrockets, you're going to be a bit lost on it. If And what I mean by inflation is there is a cost of living on Social Security, but what about medical inflation? So if medical costs get more expensive, you don't have enough to pay for it. What about emergencies? If there is a roof repair that you need and you've got no assets to cover it, you have to literally save from that Social Security to be able to make that whole thing work. And so health is going to be a consideration. Emergencies are going to be a consideration. Inflation is going to be a consideration here. I don't like 
typically recommending that clients draw down their entirety of their retirement assets and then just ride the the income train on social security. I also don't like when clients say that they'll just sell their house and then you're going to have to move somewhere else. You know, so I, I like more of a of a comprehensive look where you take a little from column A, a little bit from column B. So look at how social security will play a role in this, but then also map out what makes sense on when you should draw based off of your asset base to maintain those hedges. Yeah. I, I wonder too, I mean, they're making 130,000 a year now, granted, take out taxes, take out what you're investing, and then you can live on 6,000 a month, right? You, you can live on 72. How much can you be saving now to up that 300K? before you retire, right? Because that's stuff that can be left behind in your estate should you pass early. You pass early with social security, your wife loses the lower of the two social security. So yeah, there's a lot to think about there. All right, well, thank you for these questions every week. We appreciate them coming in. Uh, if you have questions yourself, uh, you know, hopefully we'll get to yours as well. But this is something where you can sit down with Ben or myself and have your questions answered directly. So we always leave 10 spots open every week for our listeners to call and sit down with uh, one of us. We can do it in Bellevue. We can do it over Mount Lake Terrace. We can even go remote. One thing uh, that we've learned in COVID is how to have virtual meetings. Uh, If you call now and you sit down with us, it's completely complimentary. And we'll take a look at where you're at. We'll plan through uh, income planning, tax planning, uh, insurance planning, estate planning, and investment planning. So we go through all five of those. If you call now, you're going to get a copy of Ben's book, The Little Book of Big Answers for Retirement Planning Success. It's going to give you some good insight into the mindset here at SoundPath. So give us a call, jump on our calendar, and sit down with us. We look forward to talking with you. All right, great advice, Matt. Here's that number, 877-249-6900. Your chance to benefit from a personalized retirement plan, call right now. We still have a limited number of availabilities on our calendar this week. And as Matt just said, the consultation is offered at no cost or no obligation, 877-249-6900. What are you waiting for? Pick up the phone. Folks at SoundPath Retirement Strategies, get back to you first thing Monday morning, 877-249-6900. Well, the show has flown right on by. I'd like to thank everyone for listening. We hope you found the information we presented helpful and look forward to all of you being back next week. We'll have new topics, new questions right here on SoundPath Retirement with Ben and Matt. Guys, as always, it's a pleasure. Go out there and enjoy the rest of your weekend. Take care, guys. Thanks, Gary. All content is for informational purposes only. It is not intended to provide any tax or legal advice or provide the basis for any financial decisions, nor is it intended to be a projection of current or future performance or indication or future results. Opinions expressed are solely those of SoundPath Retirement Strategies and staff. The information discussed has been derived from sources believed to be reliable, but is not guaranteed as to accuracy and completeness and does not purport to be a complete analysis of the materials discussed. The information contained herein should in no way be construed or interpreted as a solicitation to sell or offer to sell advisory services to any residents of the state other than the state of Washington or where otherwise legally permitted. Topics should be discussed with your individual advisor prior to implementation. Purchases are subject to suitability. This requires the review of an investor's objective, risk tolerance, and time horizons. Investing always involves risk and the possible loss of capital. SoundPath Retirement Strategies is not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. Advisory services offered through SoundPath Retirement Strategies, an investment advisor in the state of Washington.